generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Matthew chapter 5. And from verse 13 all the way to verse 16. I want us to read with conviction, with understanding, with capacity, with oomph, with enthusiasm. Right from the top in verse 13. Let's go loud and clear. I may drop out at some point, but we'll let the energy level remain strong. Three to one, let's read. You are the salt better. It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Please look at your neighbor and say, Hello, lights. If you know their name, say, Light Lara, how are you doing? Light Daring, how are you doing? Light Okbaladun, how are you doing? Light Pastor Vicky, how are you doing? You are light, but you are a heavyweight in the spirits. Oh, somebody didn't get that. You are light, but you are not lightweight in the spirits. You are light, but nobody should make light of you. Because there is something about the light that you are that they may not be able to describe your origin, but they cannot stop your access. I don't know who exactly I'm speaking to, but this is a prophetic teaching. Somebody who has been in darkness, somebody who has been confused about a certain area in their lives, you are going to receive illumination this morning. That amen sounds like it's just been enlightened. I say you're going to receive illumination this morning. You will know exactly what to do. You will know the steps to take. You will know what will happen in the future. God has no delight with you stumbling in darkness. God doesn't want you to second guess the next step. He wants you to be so full of conviction that as you're walking, light is shining. Shout, I am light. Don't just shout it, imagine it. Say, I'm light. So let me ask, what kind of light are you? The light of the world. The light of the world. What kind of light are you? The light of nations. The light of nations. What kind of light are you? The light that shines among men. Not amongst women. <laughs> but you're seated beside a woman. What kind of light are you? Light of God. <laughs> light, from, light from God. <laughs> what kind of light are you? Light of the Son of God. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, I'm sunlight. But I'm not S-U-N light. I'm S-O-N light. I'm light from the Son of God. I'm light in God. Jesus said you are the light of the world. You are not just the light of your family or the light of your street or the light of your ethnic group or the light of your tribe. You are the light of the world. God is bringing somebody to a level where you are not intimidated by global opportunities. Who am I really speaking to this morning? God is bringing somebody to a level where you understand that global stages are for people like you. 
your skin color does not disqualify you your age does not disqualify you your gender does not disqualify you because you're in his agenda it does not matter what your gender is are you hearing this god is raising you to a level of conviction who would have imagined that a jewish carpenter with little or no antecedents whose paternity was under constant contestation who did not even have a proper or decent hospital to be born in was going to be the one to revolutionize all of history to the end that till today the calibration of the chronological times on the calendar are based on his life and his times i'm not sure who exactly i'm speaking to but there is somebody in this place your life will be a demarcation in history your life is going to be a marker a benchmark in history your life is going to be now what people will look at and say when this man was born and when he began to operate that was when things began to change because the worst is concerned a man called enosh that in his day people began to call on the name of the lord your life and times will define the times of your generation if you believe it go to five people tell them i am light i am light i am light father we give you glory for illumination we thank you for illumination we thank you for illumination we will not just be excited this morning we'll be empowered we'll be transformed we'll be equipped will be reinforced according to your glory and your goodness in jesus name we have prayed when jesus speaks about salt and light matthew chapter 5 verse 13 our primary text today he says you are the salt of the earth and then it says uh, if salt loses its flavor how shall it be seasoned it is then good for nothing but for them to throw it on the ground trampled by men then it said you are the light of the world and jesus is very intentional he's very strategic you could have said you are the light of the world before he said you are the salt of the earth. But he said you are the salt of the earth before he says you are the light of the world. Could it be possible that there is something about salt that he is trying to first of all project in our minds so that when it says that we are light, we can understand that in a greater dimension. And so when you go to the book of Second Chronicles, if you can go there, Second Chronicles chapter 13, we're going to look at a table very soon. Second Chronicles chapter 13, I believe it's verse 5. If you have it on the screen, you can show it to us where it is. Should you not know? The word says, should you not know that the Lord God of Israel gave the dominion over to Israel to David forever, to him and his sons, by what? By a covenant of salt. He's saying, don't you understand that, see, you cannot rest the power or the authority or the base of influence and transformation, the capacity for rulership and government. You can rest it out of the house of David. In fact, when Jesus even comes, he has to come in that lineage. He has to come in that covenant. That because God does not break his word, he's a covenant of salts. What is the primary thing about salt? Salt does not change. So you have tomatoes today, right? Does it change in color or not after a few days? Does it change in taste or not after a few days? Come and talk to me, somebody. What will, what will it change to from that bright red? It will change to dark red. Maybe after a while it becomes brown. After a while it becomes dark brown then becomes black then becomes gray and mold and white it changes its color but when you have salt on the same table does it change color does it become red does it take on the color of the environment 
come on somebody. In other words, when everybody's complaining about the economy, it's not affecting you because you are salt. You know, we said it last week about labeling. How that we are so labeled that we think that because there's economic crisis, that means that your account will suffer. Is somebody here that God says there is a system in me where the substance that you are is not compromised by the environment you're in. He says you've got to understand that. If you're going to live out that reality, you must realize that like we said last week, when God speaks to Gideon, he does not speak to him based on where he was. He speaks to him based on who he God is. So Saul does not change color. Oh, can I prophesy to somebody? When you are 65, you'll still be fresh. 75, you'll still be toastable. These amens, they don't sound like they have conviction. At night, your IQ is still sharp. You're not having memory loss. Because the Bible says concerning your great, 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 great grandfather Moses, that when he was old, his physical strength was not abated and his eye was not dim. He was still climbing mountains. Do you know that there are people here, when you are 85, you will still be inventing things. Who do I really want to preach to? Who came to, to be? Who, 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 who's here? Do you know there is a place in God? Do you know why people believe that when you are 60, you should start having many hospital appointments? It's because you've received the label of your culture. Because in Japan, someone who's 75 years is still very fit and agile. But in Nigeria, life expectancy is 42 or 44. It oscillates between 42 and 48. Sometimes it goes to 52. Why? Part of it is infant, infant mortality rate. So before you know it, you have taken on the adaptation of the culture and that somebody who is 60 should be struggling with arthritis. Look at him and say, I'm salt. Say, I changed my mind. Tell that person what you're going to look like at 8 to 5. Tell them. Paint a picture in their mind. Tell them. Tell them. I give you permission if you're at the hub. Come and tell somebody at the hub what you're going to look like when you're 8 to 7. Can you tell them what kind of cake you'll be baking in the metaverse? Where you going to be hosting your virtual party? Hanging out in the hologram. Come on. Somebody can you can you add, go in advanced technology and tell them I'll be in the super hyper meta meta. You say what is that? That's the technology. So he speaks about salt. Another thing about salt, salt does not lose its taste. Because there's one thing not for you to lose your look, but you've lost your taste. There are people who look fine on the outside, but their essence and their flavor is non-existent. So, is there any single man here, whoever, you saw a girl, she was very attractive, amazingly beautiful, so ravishingly enticing. You're like, oh, come on, keep yourself together. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Then you kept your eyes on Jesus in her. Like, I'm gonna look at her. So you went up to her and you're hoping that maybe something was gonna graduate into some kind of lifelong relationship. And then you said to that person, Oh my god, I just saw Thor. I said, Me, I don't like that drink. And then you said, mm -tor. <laughs> All of a sudden, the person looked the part but was not a part. Because the person had the looks but not the substance. And there's a generation that is so big on packaging. But there's no way you package nonsense where it will not be exposed eventually. 
Because every package has an expiration date. Are you here? So, oh, can I talk a little bit? So, whether you have buttocks or the other talks, and you wear a tux, and you get toxic, oh, come on, somebody. Look at somebody say the body will still change. So, optimize the natural state of it. That lawyer, are you taking notes? Uh, you're taking notes. Okay, I see. To show the clerk as exhibiting. <laughs> I'm just joking. So he says, Saul, let's talk about the covenant of Saul. So Saul doesn't change. Say, I'm, I don't lose color. And I don't lose my taste. So covenant of salt. Here is Saul. We spoke about salt last week. And we spoke about how when we are born, we are all clear. We are like this clear glass when we are born. And after a while, there's a lot of labeling and labeling and labeling. We did that illustration. You can watch that online or go on Apple Podcasts and listen to that. But it's better for you to watch it so you can get the visuals. After a while, you are so filled with different labels, people can't really see you for you. They're describing you with your age, with your skin color, with your height, but they've not gotten to know you. So what God does is that he has to remove the labels and put his label, which is I am. I am who I say you are. Are you here? Or you are who I say you are. But today I want to talk about the covenant of salt. That what God is saying concerning uh, David and Israel, Second Chronicles 13 verse 5. He said, I've given Israel dominion by the covenant of what? Salt. So what is the covenant of salt? Number one, it's forever. When God has made you something, he does not unmake you that thing. It says the gifts and callings of God, they are without repentance. So when God says you are the light of the world, he's not going to change it. When it says you are the salt of the earth, he won't come and say you are the fault of the earth. When it says you are the light of the world, he won't come and say you are the plight of the world or the blight of the world. When it's giving you a gift, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Even when the prodigal son traveled to a great distance, do you know he was still a son? Why? Distance does not dissolve DNA. Somebody did not get that one. In other words, he strayed from home, but home was in his genes. He strayed from God, but his father, but his father's DNA was still on the inside of him. So there might be somebody right now, you'd be like, I've strayed, I've gone away. God said, you never left the circumference of my view. Oh my God. You might not be on TVC, but I've got your view. Oh, can I talk right now? And because I've got your view, I can give you a preview of your future. I can give you a preview. This is the reason for some of you when you're on the bed of fornication, God was still showing you preaching the gospel. Can I preach to somebody? When you are so strange, just keep on looking straight like it's not you I'm talking about. But when you're still opening a window by 12 midnight, watching some naked bodies, God was still showing you pictures of what you could be in God. Is there anybody who wants to just do collective praise, barboistic thanksgiving, so nobody knows it's you we're talking about, and say, God, I thank you for the grace, for the grace Grace. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so, some people are smart. Don't give yourself away. Come on. Come on. Clap those hands. Say, God, I thank you for the grace. How do I know that this boy was still thinking about his father? 
Because whatever you fall to in the place of deepest desperation is what has been ringing in your subconscious mind. So when you fell to the lowest place of failure, the substance of the Father's love was still there. Let me tell you something. You can never fall lower than the depth of God's love for you. So no matter how low you fall, God's nets is there to catch you like a fish. It says the covenant is forever. What was the other demonstration of this covenant of salt? Can I get somebody? Let me get one of our law school people. One of my younger friends. Fadun or or law school people. No, I don't want Tolu, sorry. You're not rejected, you're accepted in the beloved, but I want somebody else. Thank you, sir. What a handsome young man. Do you have a wife? No, I do not. Do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, are, are you available? <laughs> Am I available? <laughs> so in ancient times, one of the ways in which they struck covenant because salt is the root word for salary. Are you aware of that? Yes, salary. You can check it. Google it. Because one of the ways in which they paid people in the oldest men on ancient times was to pay them with salt. Or pay with gold or silver. In fact, when you pillage a community, one of the things you're looking for is salt. Are you there? Are you there? Why are they showing me? Where is it? Okay, give us the screen if you're trying to help us understand it better. Media, can you help us? All right, at the, at the bottom. All right. So French is salarium, originally denoting a Roman allowance. In, in, the, in the, sorry, Latin salarium, originally denoting a Roman, sorry, you can't see, but it's there, I promise you. <laughs> denoting a Roman allowance. So the Roman soldiers were paid in salt because salt was very difficult to come by. You had to go to a river or like a sea, then take volumes of water from the sea, dump it in a pit, then either heat it up or wait for evaporation to happen and for the salt sediment. And you can imagine there's only a pinch of salt. Are you following? So expressions like he is worth his salt. Do you get, are you getting it? Have you heard the expression before? What does he mean? Do you think he was talking about someone that went to Yaba Market and Let's go back. No, it's saying that this man has worked hard enough to earn his salt. So it's worth his salt means that he is, you don't want your, you don't want your salt. That he deserves his salt. Are you here? <laughs> so it's salary. So it was a precious commodity and they used it also for covenant. So he had a salt. If we're going to have a covenant, he had a salt. I have my salt. And what we'll do is that I will take some of my salt. Can you, can you come center stage? I'll take some of my salt, boom, boom, and put it in the salt. You mix your salt. Mix, 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 mix. Take out of it, put it in mine. And I, uh, <laughs> back and well now. <laughs> All right. Then we'll mix it together. And what we're saying is that our covenant is binding. That the only time I can break my agreement with you 
is if I can find my own individual grains of salt. Oh, don't let me spoil the stage right now. Because I'm stomping the way somebody ought to be stomping. That if I can go into your own salt and find my own grain and take it back, that's the only time I have the right to take back what I said. So when God said it's by a covenant of salt that I've made a covenant with David, he's saying the same way a man cannot find his own salt back. I have so integrated myself into the lineage of David that when I come as a man, I will come as a son of David. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? What it means is that when God makes a promise to you, he is bound by his promise. He said, I have exalted my word above my name. That means if I have to go into disrepute to be associated with you, I will be in disrepute to be associated with you. But when I say you are the head, you better believe me. When I say you are healed, you better believe believe me when I say you are the first and not the last you better believe me when I say I will use you trust me I'll use you so well you said God can I take a break whatever I say shall be forever because it's not the covenant of Elubo that can be bought and turned to Amala it's not a covenant of rice that can become jollof rice or fried rice or, or, or father rice or your father rice it is salt when you put salt in rice it still tastes like salt in other words the rice is more than the salt but the rice does not dissolve the salts the rice does not insult the salt the rice does not rub the salt of its saltiness rather the salt changes everything if you are not salt please keep on sitting down like sugar keep on sitting down like a lubor or rice keep on sitting down but if you are salt high five your neighbor and says hello salt hello salt hello salt hello salt in echo shimaya lord raise a generation raise a generation of salt who will not compromise over time who will not compromise over distance who will not compromise based on life but they will retain their flavor and their savor look at your neighbor say what's your flavor tell me what's your flavor tell that person tell that person my name is not craig but i'm a son of david covenant of salt if you can find your own grain you can take your word back but you know what many of us don't know that God is worth his salt so we doubt his word because of time time that he made you are saying God it's almost end of the month you are not coming who are you this month you are talking about who created month man Augustus Caesar and his guys how many just hundreds of years ago do you know who I do you know how tiny the earth is in my galaxy and you are giving me condition if you don't come through I will not break through oh it's all right <laughs> look at your neighbor say God is faithful in fact the reason he uses salt is because he was looking for what to use to describe it God is more enduring than salt. It's tastier than salt. God is bigger than Mr. Biggs. Tastier than tasty fried chicken. And you don't have to chicken out of his republic. Can I talk right now? Oh, I'm tripping for the word. 
Can you catch me in this life? <laughs> Please be seated. Do we get a covenant of salt? Do you now understand why Jesus starts with salt? So that when I now tell you that you are light, you don't think you will lose that light. I started with salt to show you the integrity, the congruence, and the staying power of salt. So that when I make you a light, you will not be a flash in the pan. It is not God's desire for you to reign one year and for you to be dead the next year. For anybody who feels like they are out of season, the Lord is bringing you back to himself. The character of Christ, the voice of God, the mandate of God, the assignment on your life will not die with COVID. Are you hearing that? Look at someone say, I'm still shining. 2021. 2022. 2025. 2035. 2037, 2020, 20. Thank you, sir. What's your name, sir? Salt Mudrutola. Mudrutola. Mudrutola Olua. See how good works. I'm Dami Lola. Udedrutola. Bless you, sir. So you see the salt now. When we now do this, we now even shake hands. Your salt is my salt. Your grain is in my grain, but there's no migraine. You, you get it? There's revelation in the rhyme. It's the reason people that give you migraine and headache, they are not salt covenant people, they are baking powder. Flour. Next thing they will change, 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 change. I, I, you've seen that. Meanwhile, the last person that promised change. Let me not change this message. <laughs> All right, thank you, sir. Please let's celebrate such, such a helpful man. Do we have better understanding? So now Jesus then says, You are the light of the world. And we'll show you something. Please give us that table. Jesus comes, Jesus says, Seven I am's. The fact that God has made you something does not mean that the whole world will agree with you that you are that thing. There's a place for vocalizing who you are and boldly announcing who you are. You would have thought that Jesus, by whom all things were made, when he comes on the scene, say, oh, the Lamb of God takes away the sin of the world. He's the bread of life. No! There is a place for you agreeing with God and saying, this is who I am. So I look through the seven I am's of Jesus and I look through history and I look through the Bible and I showed you what the modern day implications would be. Oh yeah, when you come to Kings, you also become more intelligent. Amen. Today alone, we've done history. We've done science. We've done food and nutrition. We've done arts. We've done theater arts. We've done poetry. Social studies. Look at neighbor say, in Christ I hid all the treasures of knowledge and wisdom it's religious jesus that only knows bible and nothing else the real jesus he knows everything never let anybody bamboozle you into thinking that your quest for knowledge is in vain your quest of knowledge must be rooted on the doctrine of christ but if all you know is baptism salvation speaking in tongues you don't know enough to transform a generation are you, are you following that? And when I say transform a generation, I'm not speaking down evangelism and crusades and all. Those things are very important. But there was a difference in the ministry of Peter and the ministry of Paul. 
Because Paul could interface with philosophers. You know that? It was on Mars Hill. And let me tell you something about the intelligence of God in Paul and intelligence of Paul in God. You know what that is? Paul didn't have the letters of Paul to refer to. You don't know how powerful that is. You know, if you want to preach now, you say, Paul said, Apostle Paul said, there was no Bible. Those that God used to write the Bible didn't have a Bible to refer to, to know how the Bible should be written. So why are you waiting for so many references when you have the reverence of the one who gives all references? Please help me shake your neighbor. Say, I think you're too comfortable sometimes. But Jesus comes on the scene and he goes through the I am's and he said, I am the bread of life. Somebody shout, I'm so lit. You can dull my shine. Come on, can you stand up and do a little bit of a swagger right now? Talk to somebody. And I mean, don't be scandalized. Just look around and say, I'm so lit. You can dull my shine. I'm so, I'm so lit. You can dull my shine. And so lit. You may be seated. Give me the table. When Jesus comes on the scene, and in John 6, he says, I am the bread of life, verse 35. He said, your father's the cry for bread in the wilderness, but that bread, it perishes. What's that bread? Manna. Not manna, manna. It was manna. Food that has manners. <laughs> It was man. He said, I am the bread of life. What was he saying? Now, back then, bread, they ate bread in the morning, they ate it in the afternoon, they ate it at night. Bread was what they ate. What Jesus was saying by saying that, it was an ostentatious, seemingly ostentatious announcement. He was saying that you all need me to survive. <laughs> He's saying, I am staple food. He's saying that I have agricultural implications. That I have implications on your diet, on your health, on your fitness. You know what he was saying? He's saying that the same way everybody in Israel ate bread. In fact, in Israel, you couldn't actually do without bread to be a true Jew because at least you need the Passover. To observe the feast of the Passover. He was saying the implication is that I am, you, you, you need me. I am feel for your life. What would happen to you at work if you showed up tomorrow morning knowing you are carrying something the MD needs? Why do you show up at work thinking that you are the one in need of a salary? Why are you not showing up as a solution carrier knowing fully well it's not from a place of pride. It's from a place of divine conviction. Oh, am I talking to any bread people here? Because there is an unhealthy mindset that likes to depend. Depend on people. Depend on salary. Depend on somebody's encouragement. Jesus showed up and said, I am the bread of life. Look at somebody say, you are carrying what the world needs. You are carrying the bread of life. This was the mentality and ideology of Joseph. He was in the prison, but he knew he was carrying what the inmates need. How many of us know that you can be an inmate, but you know that you are not their mates? That's what it's saying. So if you say, oh, I'm called into agriculture or nutrition or diet or health and fitness. I'm a gym instructor. Jesus is saying I'm relevant in that place. 
Because when we're talking about influence, it cannot end within the four walls of a church gathering. Are you here? Do you know why many people find Christianity boring? Because every Sunday they come and listen to instructions and write down instructions, but there is no place for practicals. So like some of you science students, by science students, I don't mean science. Science students, you had theory, 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 theory. But what's the, when was the last time you walked up to somebody whose name you didn't know and you just spoke to them, how are you doing? And they stay crying because of the weight of the glory and the capacity of God's spirit on your life. Somebody look at your neighbor, say you need an adventure this week, an adventure this week. Jesus was saying, you can't fare well without me. And don't forget, we read it last week when he read the book of Isaiah and said, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your hearing. What did they do to him? What did they do? Last week, you remember? When Jesus said, today, the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. They pushed him out of the temple. Imagine, the one for whom the temple was built. The one for whom the temple was a metaphor. The one for whom the temple was a weak picture. When they saw the substance, they said it's too radical for us. Can I propose to you that some of you are not radical enough? Look at your neighbor say religion will make you irrelevant. Jesus was so radical that when he unleashed his full glory, they said, oh, we can't handle this. The reason some people reject you is not because you are wrong. It's because they are not right. are too quiet right now why are you quiet I, I, I don't want to believe there's a pharisaic spirit here can i get a radical response can i can i get somebody who doesn't care about their mascara can i get somebody who's not bothered about how the person next door will think about them can i get somebody sad to say 2000 years later if jesus walked upon the scene and got on social media many christians will still criticize him because many of us have veiled glory. We're like curtains. We only allow, you know that joiner between two curtains? Where it's a sliver of light just manages to ooze out. Jesus said, I'm, he said, I'm the whole food industry. That's what he was saying. He didn't say I'm the cinnamon because cinnamon was not eaten every time. He said that and everybody eats every time. Now me be that. Are you bold enough to walk in your divine identity? Or are you waiting for family support to endorse what God has already said? Can I talk right now? Look at what Jesus said. He said, I am the bread of life. He didn't say we are. He did not hide in the general. He stood out by himself. If I'm the only bread, I'm enough to multiply myself to fill everybody. And he proved it with a miracle. Five loaves of bread. If you are bread, be bread. Don't become yam because everybody else is yam. Otherwise, you become yama yama. Say yam, na yam the rain, na yam the rain. You soon become pounded yam. Look at neighbor, say I am that I am. <laughs> he said, I'm the light of the world. Light of the world, pillar by day, pillar of fire by night, pillar of cloud by day. John 8, he said, as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. What do you use light for? When you think about light, please don't just think about revelation. You know, we get so religious that when you think about revelation, you're thinking about theological concepts. That's not revelation. That's an articulation of one man's perspective. 
of an idea in God. Are you getting this? That's the revelation. That's a theological construct of a generation based on what they could see and how far they could synchronize it in words. Many of us in the culture, we are still speaking KJV. So you're not saying thou art thou, but your action is thou wilt. Wilt. Wilt thou not. Son of man. Is anybody feeling what I'm feeling? Is anybody getting uncomfortable with mere religion? What is light? Light is what allows you to see something for what it is. That was sound. Not light. So what do we use light for now? Power. When there's power outage in Nigeria, what do we say? They have taken. So when Jesus was saying, I'm the light of the world, he's saying, I'm the one who powers the universe. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And by the word were all things made, and nothing was made. That was made without the word. Him was life, and the life was the light of men then the light it shines where in darkness so why is there a generation of light who are afraid to go into dark places am i shaking the table well enough say i I don't want to do the fashion industry because people are naked is it until they (laughs) they begin to expose their lungs and their kidneys be like oh let's go there Oh, politics is very dirty. You see, one of the problems many believers have is the labels. Right? So when it comes to politics, and we're saying the Lord is sending people to politics, people automatically think that God is saying, go and become chairman, go and become uh, governor or whatever. No. Sometimes the reason God plans in a political party is to be a kingdom spy for kingdom intelligence. And you are supposed to be that for 10 years. But because we have labels, we think that it's governor that makes you relevant with God. No, it's obedience that makes you relevant with God. Am I beating you hard enough? <laughs> sorry. Sorry, I'm sorry. Obedience. Hallelujah. I, I, are you getting this now? So we're jostling for titles instead of living in purpose. Jesus said, I am the energy of the world and the information system and the medical system. You use light in photography. You use light in optometry. You use light even for transportation of elements. Because people can travel at the speed of... Somebody shout, I'm the light of the world. What was he saying? I part the world. You need me. You can't see without me. You can't do without me. Then he said, I'm the door. I'm the gate. I wish I could go through all of this, but for time's sake, I'll skip. He's saying that you need me for transportation. That's the door. You need me for logistics. In other words, if you're stuck, God, I don't know what to do. Have a conversation with Jesus. How can the door keep you stuck? If you are stuck at the door, it's not because the door is wrong. It's because you don't know the protocols of access. Oh, come on. Come on. I'm stuck, 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 fish, and I'm fish, I'm stuck, fish. (laughs) How many of you know you can be at the right door, but if you don't know the combination of codes? You will not. And how many of you know that a door that you passed through last year, or in fact yesterday, somebody could have changed the protocols of access? 
So the fact that God led you through a place one way the, the last time does not mean this time around you use exactly the same set of friends, relationships, ideologies, concepts, and blueprint. Are you following this? Shout on the light of the world. Let me show you a couple of things in the scriptures that will begin to taper it down. Anybody getting blessed? Are you sure you're getting blessed? For whatever reason, I can't find my, uh, my notes. So you might need to get, where's Israel? Can you get my iPad for me? As I can't find the notes app. Like I've preached so hard, the notes said I can't handle this. Hope I didn't mistakenly delete it. The light of the world. Help me look for it. I want to show you a couple of scriptures. Say you can't dull my shine. Tell that person I'm not panda in the spirit. I am pure gold in the spirit. I'm refined in the spirit. I am consistent in the spirit. Please go to uh, uh, 1 Kings chapter 11, 35 to 39. 1 Kings 11, 35 to 39. You are going to get into certain places and certain spaces and there will be a change in that space. That amen sounds so paralytic, parasitic. But I will take the kingdom out of his son's hand and give it to, your, to you. Ten tribes. And to his son, I will give one tribe that my servant David may always, that my servant David may always what? Have a... Do you see the connection between salt and light now? The connection is salt is forever. So he's saying if everybody in David's lineage messes up, I will keep one lamp before him. I feel like some people here... You are not feeling the weight of this word. He's saying that David, you will never lack a witness through my generations. I want to pray over somebody's life. There will always be a vessel for God out of your loins. And out of their loins. And out of the loins of those who will come out of their loins. He said that David may always, somebody say always. Shall forever. Say always. Have a lamp before me in Jerusalem, the city which I have chosen for myself to put my name there. Why? Why do we need a lamp in Jerusalem if God, you already said, your name will be there? Isn't it enough for your name to be there? No, it's not enough for God's name to be there. Because God's name can be there, but people are too blind to see it. And one of the ways in which they carry out surgery for the eyes is that they use laser. They use what? Lights. So the light that you are in the most condensed state is a laser beam that will heal somebody's blindness. That's why the Bible does not say let your light shine. He uses an adjective. He said let your light Why are you stopping it? So let your light One more time, let your light. Oh. 
higher octave. Let your light. Shine. Why? Because people have different degrees of visual impairment. So there are people that if the light is dim, they will not see what you are showing them. How many of us have parents? Give me your glasses. How many of us have parents? Come on, help me now. You would imagine, you would imagine with your parents, with your dad, with your mom, you would imagine that, that if you were going to read, they would read like this. But some of our parents, they have to do like this. Come on, somebody. They have to go like this. They have to go like this. Why? Because the interaction with the eyes, with the light and their pupils and the retina and their cornea and all of that requires a certain distance. In fact, some can read certain things with the glasses and other things without the glasses. So God is saying, I'm looking for different bands of lights to cater for different kinds of eyes. Oh, mashabaya. This is the reason when I'm shining so brightly, you might think I'm too much. No, I'm just enough. I'm just enough for my purpose. I'm just enough for my destiny. You are not sent to heal who I was sent to heal. You are not sent to those I was sent. Oh, are you hearing what I'm saying? So don't judge my brightness with the standards of your light. Don't judge what I'm doing based on your perception of your assignment. Somebody look for five people. Tell them, let your light so shine. I've put salt in my eyes and there's pepper in my eyes, right? Can I get a hanky or something real quick? Tell somebody, let your light so shine. Let your light so shine. Can I get a hanky real quick? He said that may have a, a, a lamp for me in Jerusalem. You know what that means? This is what it means. That there are some things. God has put his name there, but people cannot see the name of God. They can't see it. But it's your light that will show them. Thank you. Look at somebody say when you enter some people's eyes. There will be pepper in their eyes. Look at some people say salt can pepper people. How many of you know it's true? Have you ever had wounds before? And you put salt in the wound. Have you done that before? Do you know that it's curative? You know it has medicinal properties because it stops microbes and uh, bacteria from growing. And then it seals up the wound. But do you know that it peppers the wound first before it heals it? Some people you are peppering, they are one step closer to their healing. Their reaction is the indication of them getting better. And so some of you, once they give you some small corner, you will leave the industry. Stay there! And fulfill your divine mandate in God. Because the problem is you like yourself too much to be disliked by those you are sent to. <laughs> Meanwhile, being disliked sometimes is a down payment for your effectiveness. Sometimes you are going to be hated by those you are called to serve. Some of you, I think you need to listen to this message like two or three times. Are you getting it? See, if I don't getting it, I also say I don't care what else. <laughs> That's not true. But she's the youngest. But are you getting it? Do you understand it? If she understands it, that means I'm being effective in communication. I'm not speaking over her. You get the point? Some of us want to be liked. Want to be loved. And you have been liked out of your purpose. So the right... God said, I've put my name... Where have I put my name? All those industries I've showed you. My name is in photography. My name is in optometry. My name is in transportation. But your light needs to shine for people to see how Jesus would run a hospital. 
How many of you know that the international sign for medicine is from the Bible? The serpents on the cross. Where did they get it from? Exodus 17. When there was this crisis, the snake was biting people. And God said, what's your name, sir? Justice. Should I do justice to the text? Am I doing justice to the message? All right, justice, but not just ice. Because I'm on fire. <laughs> By the grace of God. Right? So, so the snake was biting people. And God said to Moses, make a bronze serpent. What's bronze? Judgment. What's serpent? The works of the enemy. The manifestations of darkness. He said, judge that. That's the bronze serpent. And put it on a cross. And anyone who looks at it, anyone who is able to interpret the snake in the lights. Because for you to see, you need not just your eyes, you need the right lights. What's the color of Tok's head? What's the color right now? It depends on the light on him. Typically, it's supposed to be brown. But if you take certain pictures at certain angles, it's going to have a tint of lilac or purple. Why? Not because of the object, but because of the... Look at neighbor, say, don't color God bad. If you have the hob, come and look at somebody on the other hob and say, don't color God bad. Look at your neighbor, say, color God right. God wants to be seen in every industry, in every space, in every environment. As you make your hair, as you cook your food, as you boil your yam and your rice, color God right. David. Color God right. In quotes, color. So that serpent thing, he said, anybody who looks at it will be healed, will be saved. And do you know Jesus said that in John chapter 3? He said, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so shall the Son of Man be lifted, that whoever looks at him will leave. The word says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the... What's the word author? That's literature. There's Jesus in literature. What's finisher? Project management. There's Jesus in project management. Oh, can I talk right now? Jesus, there's Jesus in law. He's an advocate with the Father. Are you hearing somebody? There is Jesus in law. He has made us witnesses. He has put us on display as exhibits. We have a good case with him. There is Jesus in carpentry. He always nails it. Come on, somebody. Can I talk to you? There's Jesus in photography. He's the light in the dark room. The light in the dark places. There's Jesus in baking and in food. He is the bread of life. There is Jesus in geology. He's the rock of my salvation. He's the terraformer, the unshakable, the immovable character of God. There is Jesus in animal husbandry. He's the good shepherd. He's the shepherd of the sheep. And has given me authority to tread upon snakes and copies and over every part of the enemy there's jesus in philosophy because philosophy is philosophia philio is love and sophia is wisdom jesus is full of love and is the wisdom of god he's my philosophy he's my philios sophia are you hearing this now there is jesus in optometry he is my ophthalmologist that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling are you hearing 
doing what I'm saying. There is Jesus in knowledge. He is the star of astrology and astronomy. He is the river in oceanography. He is the water of life. He is the fountain of life. He is the chief cornerstone in architecture and civil engineering. He is the work of my salvation in geology. He is my king in empire building. Hey, Jesus never got to New York, but I'm in an empire state of mind. Ah, oh, somebody, did you get what I just did right there? There is Jesus everywhere. What Jesus needs are lights that will reveal him to be a generation. Are you a light or what? Where is anybody who's the light? Can you shout if you're light? Can you shout if you're right? Can you shout if you got it? I'm almost there. High five your neighbor and tell him Jesus is my constitution. Jesus is my philosophy. Say Jesus is the bright and morning star. Say Jesus is my sweet song. Say Jesus he's the first and the last. He's the chronometer. He's the chronological calibrator. He's my preface, my front cover. He's my back cover, my bibliograph. He's every chapter in the book. He's not just Alpha and Omega. He's Beta, he's Delta, he's Psi, he's Pi. He's everything in between. He's Gamma, come on. He's Epsilon, he's everything. There is Jesus, he's the vine, I'm a branch. In other words, what flows in Jesus, it flows in me. If Jesus got joy, I got joy. If Jesus got power, I have power. If Jesus has strength, I have strength. If Jesus has help, I have help. If Jesus can multiply something limited, I can take the little gift and multiply it. Somebody show me, yeah. Can I preach a little bit? I'll find your neighbor and say, neighbor. Say, I got Jesus and there's nothing you can do about it. Tell the neighbor, shine your light. Look at your neighbor. Say, I don't drink, but you can call me shine, shine bubble. I'm going to glittery like a billion stars. I'm going to be shining. And the word says, they that are wise, they shall shine as the stars of the firmament. And then it says, he that wins souls is wise. So wisdom with God is to win other souls. So the way to be a worldly celebrity is to have fans. But the way to be a kingdom celebrity is to have converts, is to have souls, is to be a soul winner. I feel God in the room. The Lord is stirring up a generation of people who will not be ashamed to say, I am a Baba. But I don't just cut here. I cut down principalities and powers. I am a baker. But I don't just break, break bread. I introduce the bread of life. I am a farmer. But I don't just cultivate the ground. I cultivate heart. Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout it louder, say hallelujah. Shout it one more time, say hallelujah. Uh, go to uh, Psalms. I'm almost done. Remain standing. Uh, Psalms 36. Uh, Psalms 36. Uh, I feel the Lord. Before Psalms 36, can we go? Can we go to Psalm 18? Psalm 18. Time him. Psalm 18. 
Psalm 18, verse 28. Verse 28, look at what it says. Verse 28, Psalm 18. I wanted to see it. He said that David will always have a lamp. That David will never, ever go without light. Look at your neighbor say, you can't dull my shine. Psalm 18. For you will light my lamp. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness read it again for you will light my lamp the lord my god will enlighten my darkness was it talking to the lamps in the temple they were lit by priests the lamps in the temple the priests the levels gold priests will be on a roster and some will light it at certain times but how many of you know that sometimes a human lighter can run out of fuel to light you up a human lighter can run out of gas and enthusiasm have you ever been there in your life where you are so burnt out you can't even encourage nobody and you can't light anybody else David said there are times in my life that when my heart is overwhelmed you lead me to the rock that is higher than I am he said God you are not like the Levitical priest that may forget sometimes that may be stuck in traffic that may be dealing with domestic issues that may have marital complications that may have environmental restraints that may have financial Financial limitations. He said, God, you are my high priest and you will light my lamp. Please tell me if God is the one that lights your lamp, can you ever be in darkness? Can you ever be in confusion? It may seem like you're confused, but somebody shout, I'm not. Say, I have light. Say, I know where to go. I know what to do. How may high five five people real quick and get around to close? Shout loud, I am light. Some of you didn't look for five people. Look for five people and shout, I am light. 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 I'm light. I'm light. I am light. I am light. I'm the light of the world. The light of the world. Psalm 36, take me home. Psalm 36. I don't mean take me home, home. Take the message home. Verse 9. Verse 9. For with you. For with you. Life with God does not come in trickles. They come in fountains. So I don't understand the concept of a boring believer. Why are you boring? Who's your life? Because if it's God. Have you seen a fountain before? Do fountains look humble? Do they look shy? Do they look nervous? Do they look limited? They start from one spot. And they spread everywhere. Somebody is about to start small and spread everywhere. 
that's what a fountain is. It starts from one spot, concentrated there, but then pew, 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 pew. I just described somebody's life. I just described somebody's life. Next three months, next six months, they'll look at you and go like, what happened to you? You tell them, God happened to me. Light happened to me. How do I release the life and the light of God? By speaking the word of God over my life. Declaring the word. Proclaiming the word. Announcing the word. Confessing the word. Why? That word is by the covenant of salt. It's unbroken. John 10, 37 says the scriptures cannot be broken. With you is the fountain of life. And see, Minister Solomon, see what it says. Everybody, let's read again. Read again. In your life. So, when you see a dimension of light, that's not all the lights you have to see. Light intensifies with engagement. Have you noticed? When you look at any light that your eyes have the capacity to accommodate, can I tell you something? You know that your eyes are not equipped to accommodate all the bands of light. I hope you know that. How many of you believe that there are colors that humans are not able to see right now? See, God is going to blow your mind in the world beyond here. There are, there are sounds that the keyboard cannot interpret. I hope you know that. Say, there's no see finish with God. Said in your light was see. Like, what does it mean? Once you engage a revelation, there is more, 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 there is more. It's like the lawyers. When you engage somebody with a case and you begin to interrogate the person or you do a deposition, do you begin to extract new layers of information and tangents or not? Absolutely. With what engagement? And asking the right questions. But we've been taught, don't ask God questions. God wants to be explored. Ask God questions. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, daddy, I have this concern. God, why did this happen? What would you have me do now? I tell you, some of those answers don't come in a day. You know why? Because the state of your heart is too restless to accommodate the weight of the intelligence. That's why it's they that wait upon the Lord that renew their strength. It's not those that rush God with their timeline. Yes, Then it says in your life, we see light. Mr. Solomon, you know what it also means? That when Jesus said, I am the bread of life, because I'm in Jesus, I also need to begin to explore the bakery I'm carrying. In that light, I know that I can also multiply bread. It may not be bougon or agege bread, but I might have agege, agege bread in football. Gege means to dribble. That might be my own bread to multiply satisfaction in the hearts of people. But the essence is that if Christ did it, he lives in me to do it in my times based on the context of my assignment. Are we here? Jesus was never shy to introduce himself. Let me tell you something. The greatest of men is still a man. You are to honor all men but worship none. to honor all men, the gate man, the may God, who may not God, to honor all men, but worship none, none, even the heavenly beings that the oldest men since wanted to worship, said, no, no, don't worship me, I'm your servant, we'll talk about that in the next series, Star Wars is going to be mind-blowing, 
all kinds of angelic beings, heavenly beings, and everybody thinks all oh, the heavenly beings just have, there's some that are very dreadful inside, very, very dreadful. But can we engage the light of God and say, I'm so lit, say, I'm so lit. Now speak over your week, speak over your life, speak over your life and speak over your week right now. Speak over your life and speak over your week right now. I'm going forth as light. I strongly encourage you to please listen to this message at least two more times. And meditate. Take notes. Muse. Consider. Ponder. Some of you, the reason you don't know your light is that you're too heavy. You're allowing heaviness on your heart. But you have a right to release the Lord. It says, casting all your cares upon Jesus, for he cares for you. Casting all your cares upon Jesus, for he cares for you. Casting all your care upon Jesus, for he cares for you. Casting all your care upon Jesus, for he cares for you. Release that burden. It's not yours to carry it's for him he wants to be your friend your companion and let me tell you there are different forms of prayer it's okay i believe that every believer should aspire to spend at least one hour of personal devotion every day with the lord you should aspire to do that because said to them can you not tire for an hour but how many of you know you can pray on the go you can pray in traffic you can commune with god there's meditative prayer there's worshipful prayer you can play songs and sounds and sing along making melody in your hearts to the lord and when you begin to do that you roll the burdens away you roll the weights away so that you can shine it is difficult for a depressed lamp to shine he says nobody lights a lamp and puts under a bushel look at he does not say a lit lamp cannot be under a bushel he's saying the person that lights it is not the one that covers it so your light can be covered but thank God today it's been discovered. It's been discovered. It's been discovered. And so, Father, in the purity and the simplicity of this hour, we raise our hands to you. Can you raise your hands to the Master? Father, we raise our hands to you this, this afternoon. And we acknowledge that we are of the same stock as you. We are light as you have made us. So we shall no longer be intimidated by the darkness of the age, by the darkness of the times, by the depression that is so popular, by the self-harm, by the despair. No, we now choose to burn brighter with increasing incandescence, with unapologetic flair, with unapologetic yet humble and meek demonor everywhere we go we are shining that light we are taking care of people we're speaking words of hope and words of life we are winning souls we are introducing jesus we're engaging the metaphors of the bible to transmit and translate your eternal truths and wisdom in contemporary times and practical and applicable models Lord, I pray if there's anyone here who's been stuck at a junction where he didn't know where to go, where she didn't know what to do, that the illumination of this revelation sets them free now in the name of Jesus. For your words shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Father, we proclaim that we are free. 
right now please all eyes closed if you're here you have not received the life of jesus in other words there's been no time in your life where you have consciously understood the luminance that jesus is and the luminance that jesus gives where you didn't really understand this jesus thing or maybe you understood it mentally but it never cuts your heart but you are now at a junction in your life where you're like i want jesus in my heart i want jesus in my life i don't want to do life based on the rhythm of my experience or my qualification of my cv i want the entirety of my life to be so laced with purpose and power i want the brightness of the glory of god to be my decorative peace and beyond my decorative peace to be the essence of my life that i radiate to everyone around me please right where you are place your hand on your chest all eyes closed place your hands on your chest wherever that person is you want to walk with jesus you want a time out with jesus you want a newness with jesus say jesus say jesus everybody say jesus i receive you I receive you. I receive your life. I receive your light. I receive your glory. I know that in my humanity, I am fallen and in need of a savior. But I also know that you give your life for me. You give your all for me. And I respond today. I receive salvation. I turn away from my sins. Thank you that my name is written in the book of life. And I will reign for you for the rest of my days. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Can the amen be loud and stronger? For those who have their hands on their chest, a couple of our officers took note of you and will approach you personally to share a couple of things with you, to just guide you in your journey, find out exactly where you are, and to resource you. Is there anybody who's been blessed today? Anybody? Can you clap those hands and give God praise? As you take a sit, take your sit. on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 908 123 One more thing.